This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Do you have any concerns that this won't make it through the Rules Committee? Well, look, we always expected that there would be certain pockets of opposition to this deal, but overall it's a good deal, it's a fair deal, and we're confident that it will get to the president's desk. I want to emphasize that it accomplishes three main things. Number one, it takes the possibility of a default off the table, which means we avoid an almost certain recession because of a first-ever debt default. Number two, it protects uh, all of the key pieces of legislation that the president signed into law in the last two years. New investments in clean energy, new investments in semiconductor manufacturing, new infrastructure investments that are being seen across the country. And third of all, it protects Social Security, it protects Medicare, it protects Medicaid, all these important programs that Americans rely on. Uh, we think it's a good, fair deal, and we expect it to get to the president's desk. Hearing you list out list that out is, I think, important because I heard the director, the director of the National Economic Council, say today that there is something in this bill for everyone. Is how she put it. Yet, I want to play for you how one of the Republicans who negotiated this deal, how he describes this. This is Dusty Johnson. He was on CNN this weekend. That is kind of the amazing part to me. There were no wins for Democrats. There is nothing after the passage of this bill that will be more liberal or more progressive than it is today. It's a remarkable conservative accomplishment. Let, let me, what do you I say to that, more, I can't take you more of people in South Dakota should be absolutely humiliated that Dusty Johnson is your congressman. It's Tuesday, 30 May, Year of Our Lord, 2023. We have two Westerners here. Uh, congressman Boebert from Colorado is in the House we have Congressman Andy Biggs from the great state of Arizona is with us uh, from his office. Uh, Congressman Biggs, and, and Boebert can stay a little longer, so i got to get Biggs for you. Walk us through right there. In fact, maybe a good about the, the White House is laughing at us. Mm-hmm. They just said every piece of legislation of the $8 trillion he passed that caused the inflation in the first place, none of it is touched. Right. Yes, they didn't want the Inflation Reduction Act to be touched. That is their holy grail, and that's what you and I had talked about just a few short days ago. Um, and it's it's all in there, all the Green New Deal subsidies, even what seems like a good piece of legislation that we got in there, um, some NEPA reforms, which, okay, great, I'm, I'm all for that. I, I'm for the pipeline, even though I think this pipeline was inserted just to buy Senator Joe Manchin's vote. Um, so, I mean, just the timing of that is a little awkward. Um, but... All it does is fast track these Green New Deal subsidies. So we are incentivizing all of this unreliable energy and um, further um, uh, harming our energy security here in America um, with good legislation tied to a bad piece of legislation um, that that doesn't do anything to rescind that IRA money. The- Congressman Biggs, walk us through the strategy here. You're in rules right now. We heard Congressman Massey 
may vote yes on this. There's going to be uh, Congressman Bogart's going to go over and testify close to six o'clock. We will pick that up on our six o'clock show live. Walk us through. You're the master strategist. Where are we on this? Well, we are we're hanging over the cliff, trying to grab onto something, right? Because that's that's the box we've been put into here. So, what the key thing that we have to do, and I uh, is we have to, in my opinion try to get as many Republicans to vote no on this as we possibly can. And, and to get them to vote no, we have to expose what's in this horrific bill. And if you get if you get over half the Republicans to vote no, I'm, I'm talking you get to about 115, that's where we really would need to get, then you, then you demonstrate Kevin's um, fecklessness and his the need for a change to be made, in my humble opinion. But the other side of it is, you have to understand uh, Steve and Lauren knows this. I'm predicting between 100 and 150 Democrats will vote for this bill. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Um, with, when you got the White House uh, economic advisor saying today that this bill, this deal with Kevin McCarthy protects every progressive program. That's what, what it is. I mean, you actually pro you protect everything that Biden has done and you further it along. So for our strategy, uh, we have to make sure Republicans know that, and we need the help of the, of, of uh, your your supporters, your the, the people who follow you, to let their congressmen and women know, especially if they're Republicans, that they need to be voting no on this because that's how we do it. it it's it take this is going to have to take a grassroots push because we are fighting now the uniparty, the swamp. Um, and that's that's the way I view this. This is an absolute product to support and sustain the Uniparty. What what, what possessed them? Uh, I'll start with Congressman Bogart and come right to you, Congressman Biggs. Uh, what possessed them to give them the second year uncapped? This thing could go to six trillion dollars, yes. and, and, and it dumps right into. First off, it takes the conversation. It takes it out of the conversation of the general election, which was what we right. want. We know in the American people are more knowledgeable about this. CNN's polling shows us they come our way. Also, they're going to lead an economic catastrophe yes. for a Republican president, Congressman Bover. Uh, yes, um, so it was very Washington, D.C. Um, to, to extend this even further and then to put um, to put false caps, um, no caps, and an unlimited debt ceiling. There's not even a number associated with this. It's a date. And uh, and it does um, put any Republican presidential candidate, um, you know, at, at risk here because Joe Biden's completely off the hook and he gets a blank check to spend whatever he wants. This deal is so terribly bad. Um, uh, Chairman Biggs, he said that this was like a train wreck, you know, and I, I feel like we've just been taking um, advice and tips from Mayor Pete and Mayor Man, we nailed it. Congressman Biggs, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm with Lauren on this. This is this is about as a, a bad a bill as you can get. So, so, and it's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, it's all ephemeral. It, Steve, this this blows away with the wind. So, so when they when CBO scores 2.1 trillion dollars in savings, everybody needs to know that that is false. That the 1.5 trillion dollars in savings is based on this administrative paygo thing. That can be the first of all that uh, sunsets after one year. Second of all, the the director of OMB, who is a Biden appointee, hard lefty um, attorney, she can come in up. and say, "No, we're going to do it anyway." So that 1.5 trillion won't happen. Then the other 600 billion dollars of that 2.1 trillion dollars, that's that's coming on the caps uh, on spending, which, by the way, 
is for, there's six years of these caps supposedly um, with small growth. Four years of those are, are optional and they're still going ahead and yes. scoring it. That means it's in the tank. Yeah. It was in the tank. It was coordinated uh, here, but in my opinion, by the White House, OMB, uh, CBO, and and uh, you know our leadership. And that all of this is going to come away and leave us with a massive national debt growth in our national debt, with no structural reforms really at all. Oh, don't bury the lead. You just said you thought there was coordination over the weekend because people were kind of surprised how CBO, which normally doesn't turn on a dime, all of a sudden came out with the scoring that was so was so into the White I mean, it was basically the White House dictated the assumptions you make. Are you saying you think leadership coordinated with the White House and with the Democrat leadership to, to get this, CBO, this phony CBO scoring? I, I think the whole thing's kind of coordinated. Think about it. And what I'm talking about is I believe that they had a deal a week ago. And that they were just delaying releasing it until they had had wrapped their bow around it, you know. And so they delayed it. And what happened? White House let Kevin McCarthy go out and try to sell this to the Republican conference first and go on. And then what happened is is uh, Biden's team goes in and talking to Democrats. Democrats were being called and told, hey, you can't bash this deal too much because uh, we're getting a good deal yeah. and we don't want to drive Republicans off. So, yeah, yeah don't gloat. Right. Don't yeah. gloat that you got wins. But the, go ahead and cry oh, your crocodile tears, tears right. and and then vote. And yes. People that came out at first and said the Democrats hate this. I go, where's the hate when they hate? They know how to hate. They know mm -hmm. how to. Congressman <laughs> Biggs, one last thing. People are saying, oh, we get it into the we're going to take the appropriations process and that's going to get it. I want to walk through why that is nonsense. The appropriation process is not going to make up for this catastrophe, sir. How, how, just walk through why that's not going to happen. Well, so when, what you would happen have happened is you'd have 12 bills that would go through the process and, and we, we'd said how we're going to spend the, our money. But what happens now is there's a disincentive to do that because we're going to go to an automatic uh, continuing resolution. In other words, we're going to keep the spending levels. However, the spending levels, we actually have a slight growth in spending and we're going at higher post or, or COVID relief levels. And so when we when we get three months into the next year, it's supposed to trigger a one percent reduction. However, um, I don't believe that reduction is going to take place. So when we start talking about uh, the twelve appropriations bills, I I just don't see us actually delivering on that. And we're going to the CR. And let me just tell you the other thing: even if you go to that that those twelve appropriations bills and they were to pass. Uh, they will reflect a growth in spending and not a reduction in spending, uh, according to my reading of what we have here. So it, it doesn't benefit us at all. Neither does the automatic CR, um, because the CR is going to take up. Uh, it won't even kick in until a year. I don't mean a year. I mean three months into the next. Uh, Chairman year. Biggs. Let me, let me ask you about that automatic CR. Now, if it was, in fact, um, the way Congressman Massey had already presented it originally, um, and if it was automatic uh, when it was supposed to be, there wasn't this three-month delay and there was a 1% um, decrease, then would that be okay? That, that would be better. That would be better because what would better. happen is 
Yeah, what would happen is you would actually take your 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 spending number, your high number, and you'd be reducing it by one percent. But remember, that's just discretionary side. Don't forget that they've moved money yeah. off the discretionary side into the mandatory side to try to avoid some of this as well. But the the whole thing, Rep. Representative Bobert and and Steve, that I look at is what's the incentive? The incentive we want we we want to make sure that that we can get this thing done on time. It would be significantly better for one other reason, and, and I think you're probably alluding to this, and that is when we are in the election cycle, um, yeah. and uh, you're going to see an omnibus come in December again because they w- delayed it three months. And that's the key, is because the reason that Thomas Massey did what he did is because he's trying to say, let's, let's take away the incentive to just push it up to December and do this omnibus. Let's get our spending bill done when we're supposed to do it, the way we're supposed to do it. And I think it would have been significantly better now that I, I, I walk through that a little bit. But but don't forget, by, by delaying that impact for three months, you're going to get an omnibus, a cromnibus spending bill in December of this year instead of uh, uh, taking care of it the appropriate way. We, we we got we got two minutes. What what is your word when people call two zero two 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 five three one two one the House switchboard number? What is the message they should be giving their representative, sir? Vote no. I mean, it can be that simple. Um, uh, look, we can all ramble on. Believe me, I could ramble on about how bad it is. But vote no. That's what has to happen. Mm-hmm. Congressman Biggs, how do people uh, track you? What, what's the social media and what's your website? Yeah, bigs.house.gov or at Rep. Andy Biggs AZ. Rep. Andy Biggs AZ. Okay. We're in, we're in rules right now. You're going to testify. The Congressman Bober is going to testify. Then later you go to votes, and then you're going to have conference tonight about 730. Right. How intense, real quickly, Congressman Biggs, how intense is the uh, arm twisting going to be, the whip going to be on this? Because they don't have the votes. Well, it won't be hard on people like Lauren and me because uh, Rep. Bobert and I – have made our opinion known, and we, we're pretty good at sticking to where we are. But they're going to go to people who they think that they can um, pick off first, and they're going to remind them of all the benefits that uh, they've given to them and the benefits that they're going to forego if they turn their back on on, yeah. um, on this. And I, there will be some. They're going to try to cut deals with some. You watch. There will be deals promised, I guarantee you. Congressman Biggs, thank you. Honored to have you on here, sir. Thanks. Thanks. Always good to be with you. But always better to be with uh, Rep. Bobert. (laughs) See you soon, Chairman. (laughs) We'll see you. Congressman Bobert's in the House. We're going to get into the down and dirty, how amendments are going to be voted. This thing is wild right now. And trust me, people are pouring into the Speaker's office either looking for deals or absolution. Okay, short break. Back in the warm in a moment. President Trump recently issued a warning from his home at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to quote this. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be the greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. He did that in the interview that I had with him a couple weeks ago at his home. Now, there are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval 
dating back to biblical times. That would be gold. Gold has been a hedge against chaos from time immemorial. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Let me repeat that. Birch Gold professionals will hold your hand through this entire process. Now think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. It always has been. How much more time does the dollar actually have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text Bannon to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Text again, Bannon, to 989898. Remember, the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket to get this information and start the process. Do it today. Take action. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We have Congressman Bobert. First off, you're going to leave here and go testify at rules. What does that mean? Because we've been streaming the rules thing even before we came on live for the afternoon show. It, it's, it's a little confusing. You got some guys mm-hmm. pitching the deal. But aren't they supposed to walk us through what Rules is doing and why are you going to testify? Yeah, so uh, we've been meeting um, ever since we heard about this deal. Uh, I flew into uh, Washington, D.C. Sunday night, left my family early. and uh, Didn't came... do the Memorial Day in Colorado? No, didn't do that. You know, supposed to go on a Memorial Day bike ride. And uh, so my, my trike is left parked. And uh, uh, I came out here. I did, I did go to Arlington, pay my respects to our fallen heroes. Um, but, you know, while... We're, we're supposed to be remembering those heroes and everything that they fought for, that they sacrificed, the ultimate sacrifice was, was given for, um, our freedoms, our country. You know, we, we have backhanded deals being made, um, here in Washington, D.C., undercutting, um, everything that those great men and women fought for. And so here we are now, um, uh, right after Memorial Day and we're, we're hearing all of this anti-deal nonsense. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get it to, to some degree. Um, Speaker McCarthy went in with one hand behind his back um, trying to negotiate this thing. The Senate has sat on the sidelines. Why does McConnell get a pass in this? Uh, I mean, he did nothing. He should have taken up our Limit Save Grow bill. Um, This bill... Did the job. We, we've discussed this. Um, nobody wanted to increase the debt ceiling, but we did it, and uh, we wanted fiscal responsibility. And we we debated it, we amended it, we passed it. And the Senate should have taken that ba- uh, bill up, amended it if necessary, sent it back to us for final passage, sent it to Joe Biden. And instead, we have this horrible, pitiful anti deal um, that we are presented with. And so, what I'm going to do in the Rules Committee. Um, I, I have um, been making some demands to have an open rule. This is something that we fought for during the Speaker's race. So members of Congress could actually go to the House floor and offer amendments to legislation so we can have a voice on the bills that we're passing, that we're voting on. Um, so I want an open rule um, here so we could go to the floor, and that's currently being discussed. Um, I have sent in multiple amendments, as, um, as have uh, my colleagues. Excuse me, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought we won that in the whole deal that was yeah. to make Martin McCarthy. You were one of the Magnificent Six. Didn't on that 
that Friday night or Saturday? Isn't that part of the deal? This is why part. Is, why does Lauren Boban have to go back and testify on yeah. something I thought was a, 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 a hard and firm part of that deal? So the whole point of the speaker's race and, and, and having a motion to vacate, um, a check and balance, was because we know at any given time those rules can be suspended. And the House does not have to operate by those rules, that there are ways around those rules. Uh, and, and so this, um, at the speaker's request is what I've heard, um, this was to be a closed rule with no amendments allowed. At his request. At, that's what I'm, I'm told. Yes. Um, the speaker's not t- told me that directly. Um, but now we have members who are working in the rules committee who sit on that committee um, saying, let's look at these amendments and consider opening it up. Um, That's the way it should be. I I think that this is a violation of the rules um, that were made um, if it doesn't um, become an open rule and we get these amendments to the House floor. Um, But I mean, some of the things that I'm I'm looking for is, you know, I want to rescind the unobligated uh, COVID funds um, that we passed in the last Congress. That's uh, $29.5 billion. Now, some of this COVID fund that they're... uh, COVID money that they're wanting to claw back, they're currently sending that over to commerce and they're just waiting to to spend it on something else. To another pool, another pool of capital. Yes, it's it's not going to lower our debt. There's no cut. Right, it's just going to be spent on something different. And um, and then You caught them with an unspent thing, so they're just going to shift to commerce and say, well, wait strategically until we see something. Absolutely. Um, I want to put the RAINS Act back back in there. Um, You know, the RAINS Act, um, this is um, something that is is really great. Any major regulations that are made over um, $100 million, um, you know, that we, we have a say in that. And um, currently, they don't have the RAINS Act like we had in the Limit Save Grow. They have this administrative pay-go. And this administrative pay-go, this is something that was offered under the Trump administration. But when you have a good, diligent administration, then it can work. Um, but unfortunately, we have um, we have the um, director of OMB who is... At any time can say, we suspend that and we the executive order is going to be paid for. That, for that's it. exactly right. They, they do not and have of, to of adhere the two to People should know the CBO, the 2.1, I think over a trillion dollars was actually in these PAYGO uh, savings, yes. which is not going to happen. It's all ephemeral. Right, right. It is. That, that, that's Because you're exactly depending right. upon uh, Biden's OMP director to tell Biden, no, yes, we don't we have, have any money for that. we have the fox that. garden, the hen house. Right. That's what we have here. And um, and then, you know, the, we're, there's talk right now about the student loan um, bailout. Like, oh, look, we have that in the bill. No, that's a darn lie. Um, what you have is what Biden was going to do anyway. All he's doing, um, he's saying September 1, um, we're not going to suspend those payments anymore, and we're going to get that back. So we just stop losing $5 billion a month. Uh, it, it's It's not... It's not ending his executive order um, for the student loan bailout. And so I'm putting that back in there. So that's back on the table. Uh, and we can say, no, we are not paying for your student loans. If you get – if you were to get, convince them to do open, how many – how many you'll have a 1,000 amendments to this, correct? Well, so again, that's up to the Rules Committee. Um, uh, it's my understanding the Rules Committee can limit how many amendments actually go to the floor. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I'm going to the Rules Committee to debate all of mine, and I hope that my colleagues who are offering amendments will debate theirs as well um, so we can show um, just the importance and the efficacy of them because ultimately we can make this a bill worth passing again – if we can't amend, amend this legislation, uh, but if it's not amendable, then this is junk. This is garbage. I'm not voting for it. Uh, in fact, you came out and tweeted that you didn't like it beforehand, but mm-hmm. after you read it, you just said, I'm a hard no. Yes. In reading it, 
were you shocked when you flew back here and actually got the copy of it? Tell me about tell me what your first impression is as you started to read through this. Yes, well, I mean, there's pilot programs that we don't know um, how much these are going to cost. I mean, there were, there was so much there. It's it's almost like every section is a new exclamation point and a question mark. Uh, you know, say what what the heck are we doing here? Even seeing um, uh, Garrett Graves' bill um, that is in there about the NEPA reforms. You know, this is something that I supported in HR one, uh, but I don't support it when we're not uh, rescinding the IRS. Uh, the IRA uh, subsidies. And that's another amendment that I have. Put those back, put that back on the table. We are going to take those subsidies back. Um, and, and so, you know, my like, gosh, we even messed up a good bill here by putting it in. Um, you know, Nancy May says that that bill is not even germane um, to this. And, you know, that's something that we have to debate out in, uh, in, in the rules committee uh, to, to see. But I mean, there's so much there. And then, you know, there, there are members who clearly did not read the legislation. They went on the news and they were give, they were saying the talking points given to leadership, given by leadership or what they heard why on the would, conference why, why call. Why would leadership, why would leadership give these talking points they gave were just factually, I mean, not even close. People can make mistakes all the time right. when you do, but these were just absolutely. Straight gaslighting. Straight gaslighting. Yes. These, these were lies. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I saw one of our, one of my colleagues go on the news and say, Hey, but we got the 87,000 IRS agents defunded. The heck we did. There was $80 billion pre-appropriated to them. Like they already have this money and we're taking back $1.4 billion. Um, that just means at the end of 10 years, they have $1.4 billion less. So instead of 87,000, they hire what, 85,000? The, the, the central beating heart of the, of what House Freedom Caucus bill that we got through that we weren't in love with, and, but mm-hmm. the beating heart was, $1.5 trillion yeah. or one year. Yes. And we'll let them, you're going to give them a debt increase, get through this crisis, get on top of better management, but the whole world will see how mismanaged. Mm-hmm. We'll have this discussion either in October, or November, or no later than May at the railhead of the presidential. And we know the more information we get the American people, the more they say, no, you can't increase debt unless you have cuts in spending. Right. 60%, another 15 said just let default. That's 75 of that 45, this is CNN, 45% of the Democrats mm. agree with this. When, when did you first get an inkling that the second year with no caps, which is pure insanity, because you could have six trillion, what was the first indication that that was going to happen? I mean, in the legislation, when there's not an actual dollar amount um, to this debt ceiling increase, and it's simply just a date, you know, I mean, we all started throwing around numbers together, and we're seeing four to six trillion dollars. Uh, you know, we have Heritage and Club and all of these other groups scoring against it and diving into it and looking at these numbers, and it is astronomically worse than $1.5 trillion, $1.5 trillion that we didn't want to spend, but thought in this scenario, that seems fiscally responsible, you know, with with the cuts that we're doing. We wanted to cut so much that we didn't have to raise the debt ceiling, that would have been ideal. Um, but this is Washington D.C., so a little too easy there. Um, and and now you know there's there's no limit. It's an unlimited debt ceiling as, increase. As it slow, the economy slows down, ta- less tax revenue is right. going to come in. This thing could blow five, six, and if you have an emergency, mm-hmm. right. you could get another seven or eight trillion by right. January 2025. Yes, is that a red line for you? It's just impossible to have an uncapped. Absolutely. Uh, that should be a red line for everyone. That That is an easy thing. That is not radical. That is not extreme. Um, everyone understands tightening the belt and not spending um, more than you have and living uh, within your means. And uh, I mean, just have this unlimited uh, charge card um, here that we're using on the taxpayer's behalf. Um, Dan Bishop outlined it um, pretty great. You know, how much is a trillion dollars? He said a trillion dollars is $8,000 for every man, woman, and child in America right now. And, and, and that's some $275,000 
right now that currently every man, woman, and child in America owes, and we're going to add another thirty-two, uh, uh, $32 billion uh, or $32,000 onto that. Unbelievable. Can you hang with us for another? I can, You've got yes. to take Okay, we're going to take a, a short break. We've got P- Dr. Peter Navarro is also going to be with us. Uh, 202-225. In fact, when our audience calls mm-hmm. a congressional office, what should be their message today? Um, they need to be telling every Republican to vote no. Um, I, I don't think that you're going to sway the Democrats, but certainly um, call these um, Republican members, particularly your member, um, because I know firsthand that, uh, you know, th- those... Um, that has an impact when it your does. office gets a call. It does. But, uh, it's it's really um, easy for staff to disregard someone who um, their member does not represent, and they say, well, call your member of Congress. Um, so be sure you're calling them, but um, tell them to vote no. I still call other offices. People call mine all day long. Sometimes I answer the phones. Uh, that's actually some of those sometimes. are positive and maybe some of those you know, are I, de- Democrats. I kind of get sad when it's the positive ones. I was like, man, I was looking forward to a fight here. And, uh, you know, I'm like, well, oh, you, this is a real one. <laughs> you, you like fighting. You're from Colorado. You like fighting. And, man, we got to fight. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to continue. Congressman Boebert is about to head over to testify in front of the Rules Committee. That's going to go late. Then they're going to have votes. 7.30, a conference. And I'm sure that conference is going to be some arm-twisting all day long, people have been going in out of the Speaker's House, and it looks like more no votes are coming uh, coming to fruition. People say maybe as much as some of the media reporting, maybe as much as 80 right now. Okay, short commercial break. Dr. Peter Navarro is also with us. Stick around. In the war room. Be back in a moment. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs, like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, Whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. So we've gone from, you know, $4 trillion-ish to $6 trillion-ish or something along those lines. And... In a post-COVID environment, we're now going to say we're freezing spending. So we're, as, as some articles have said, bending, you know, the curve down. So we're bending the curve down off of the higher COVID levels of spending in order to extract an agreement to push the debt ceiling all the way to January 1st, 2025, in the middle of a lame duck, which by most accounts would amount to maybe $4 trillion-ish of increase. And I'm trying to figure out how that's good for the American people. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's not exactly ratcheting back our spending. 
This is like watching the Indy 500 on Sunday and like you're going 240 down the stretch and you're going, oh, the curve's coming up and I'm just going to let my foot a little bit off the gas. You could go barreling right through the curve, right into the wall, and that's what we're doing. We're not making the substantive transformative changes necessary. We already acknowledged here, I think on a bipartisan basis, we're not touching mandatory spending in any significant way. I actually am fine with that in the current circumstances of this political environment, but I think we ought to be on a bipartisan basis actually sitting down to roll our sleeves up and address mandatory spending. Unfortunately, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, their only response ever to that is taxes. Literally, that's the response. Say, okay, well, let's, let's talk about all that. Let's talk about overall revenue to the Treasury and then talk about what we're going to do to reform mandatory spending. But we don't ever do that. But put that aside. In discretionary, we're talking about a freeze. A freeze in spending post-COVID. And I think that, that I think, is what a lot of the American people are concerned about. Uh, to the extent that I'm trying to put any meat on the bone of what my friend from South Carolina said about smoke and mirrors. Is, oh, these cuts, we're going to save $2 trillion over 10 years. Well, when the CBO says that, and I, I think this is correct, right, they are assuming that we're going to spend at those levels that are capped and the targets, which are not, of course, in law. They're just targets. So the $2 trillion is like most things in this town, a fiction. It's, it's just saying, well, if you guys do something remotely responsible like this, you'll save $2 trillion. Um, if I heard one of my colleagues correctly earlier about the defense spending, the defense spending, it was you know, critical of increasing defense while decreasing non-defense. Okay, I mean, my personal view was that we should have a top-line number here and then go duke it out in appropriations. Why isn't that better for us? I'd ask everybody here. Why isn't it better to do like a normal family does and say, here's your number, now go figure it out in appropriations? Because I think one of the fundamental problems we have in this town is we keep playing games with these bifurcated caps. And we go, okay, we're going to have 704 for... Non-defense, we're going to okay, have... That is Chip Roy over at Rules. Congressman Bover is going to leave here in a second. Very powerful. Chip Roy and yeah. Ralph Norman fighting the good fight there. Tell yeah. the audience what we just saw. Uh, yeah, so uh, Chip right now is in the Rules Committee. Um, they would love to kill this bill entirely. Um, Speaker McCarthy still has an opportunity to pull the bill. Um, but uh, right now we're seeing um, Congressman Chip Roy and Ralph Norman, uh, they're banded together, being the only ones trying to take this down. And that's not enough to kill it. Um, um, to prevent it from actually going to the floor. So I have been working with them and our, our colleagues in the House Freedom Caucus and those in the 20 um, who stood up during the speaker's fight. Uh, and um, I've, I've said, well, since you're going to fail at, at, at preventing that bill from going to the floor, then open the rule up and allow us to add amendments to the bill so we could go to the House floor, we could debate them. Um, you know, I, I would like to not see that limited. I'm okay with there being 100 amendments. I'll be here all week. And, you stay, stay all night, every yeah, night? And just work it. Imagine if we were just here and did our jobs. Talk to me about uh, just breaking right now, Congressman Diana Harshbarger. 
is a no, and she's got a very powerful tweet. Tell us about that. Why is that important? That is so important. Um, so I, I believe that um, Harshbarger was definitely one of these bellwether votes, um, and for her to come out as a no today is very powerful. Um, her message is powerful. I've retweeted her. Um, uh, this is somebody that uh, we had actually discussed and said, where is she? We don't know. Um, and I, I'm very proud of her um, for coming out against this, but we're seeing all sorts of members like that. Wesley Hunt. Yes. Uh, Corey Mills. Corey Mills, uh, Byr- Byron Donalds, yep. Waltz. These are also ambitious people. These are people that see downrange, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. These are not the these are not the wallflowers, right? Exactly. I, I mean, even Nancy Mace has come out as a hard no, and she's got plenty of tweets to defend her no. She, uh, she's going to be here tomorrow in the war room. Yes, you, yeah, we have Cat Camack who came out as a no today. Um, Cat so, Camack's big. Well, so, tell, tell us why Cat's big. Because these are people close to McCarthy. That's exactly why. That's why that's a big deal. Because these are people who are close to McCarthy. And, um, you know, some of them have, have made excuses to vote kind of the wrong way um, before because that's what leadership told them to do. And, you know, uh, there are those of us that the Americans know we didn't go here to get along. Um, and we are going to stand our ground. But there are other members. You never really know what game they're trying to play, what seniority they're trying to get, what chairman seat or uh, uh, that they're trying to achieve. And, um, you know, for, for these people to come out, that's really, really powerful. The cynical people in town are saying, listen, McCarthy's telling those guys you can go ahead and do it because I can make it with Democrats. Is that, is that true? And is he really is it a possibility for him to continue to govern? If he gets, he needs 80 to 100 Democrat votes. If this bill passes with a majority of Democrats voting in favor of it, um, then I'm sorry, that's the end of uh, Kevin McCarthy's speakership. Uh, That is a bad, bad look um, to pass a bill of this magnitude without the support of the majority. And um, if it's Democrats, is that forgivable? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know how the people who vote against it um, forgive that, even those um, who weren't involved in the speaker's race um, to the extent that I was. Isn't that the important thing you've seen in the last 24 hours? I'm saying over oh, McCarthy's home, but you're seeing mo- some of the most high visibility mm-hmm. people who are not part of the 20, right. who I know a lot of people are saying behind the scenes, hey, we want to support you guys. We just can't. Yeah. They're coming forward because this bill's so bad. Right. They are coming forward. And uh, and really, there are so many parts of the deal that have been broken in this. And and my priority is not a motion to vacate right now because I don't think that we have the numbers for that. So why entertain it at this point? Um, I mean, we'll see what comes out of of this anti-deal and if it passes, how it passes, who's involved in it. Um, but, I mean, one of the baseline um Parts of our negotiation was to get spending back to fiscal 2022 levels. I, I, I mean, that was that was number one. Like, this is where we and want a our spending deal to be with and a cap. Yes, and and that's no, not the people in Colorado did not send you here to go uncap two years, which could be five, six, seven. I was not dollars. sent to Congress to govern this way. And if Republicans governed how they campaigned, we would not be in this mess. What do you mean by that? I, I every. Every Republican is fiscally responsible, and they want to take care of the debt. On the campaign trail, absolutely. But then when it comes down to it, they make excuses. I've heard our appropriators who are um, my my colleagues on the Appropriations Committee saying, oh, we can't do this because it's just going to be too many programs cut, and and Democrats are going to come after us, and how are we going to win an election? Like, well, if we're not going to cut spending now, then when are we going to? And actually, that's something that you've alluded to a lot since I've been here, the appropriations fight. 
This is setting us up for failure in the appropriations fight. I'm not believing the argument that you could kick the can down the road to appropriations and somehow get it's a not, victory it's not out gonna, of that. It's not going to happen. No. That's what they're trying to – certain people are trying to sell that right now. That's mm-hmm. that's absolutely 180 from the truth, correct? Absolutely. Uh, appropriations is a great place to fight, but if we're losing this, if we're surrendering this fight – then we have no hope in appropriations. We got you. Got to go because we got two minutes with you before you got to punch. Sure. Talk talk to our audience. What should, when they call? What should they be? What should they be telling their representative? Yes, uh, call your representatives and tell them that this is a bad deal for Americans. Uh, that you did not send them to Washington D.C. to sell out your children and your children's children's future. Um, this is astronomical. I mean, four to six trillion dollars we're hearing in an increase, an unlimited debt ceiling increase um, with, with no caps, um, no end, um, uh, no end dollar amount, just a date, and and then it also puts our presidential candidate. Uh, for a Republican nominee uh, on the line. Um, we are giving Joe Biden a pass. We are promoting Biden's radical agenda. Democrats are gleefully supporting this bill, and um, and that should cause you some pause, um, at least pause enough to dial that phone number and call your representative and tell them to vote no. They need to hear from you. They represent you. They are your voice in Congress, and um, I hope tonight um, that I'm able to um, get some amendments to the floor so I could represent the people in Colorado's third district well and um, and fight for them. In the next 48 hours is going to be some of the most intense arm twisting in this city yes. in many years, right? It's yes. going to get ugly. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, but I, I, it, that's what's so frustrating about this place. Um, people are promised things and they have ambitions to get somewhere and be somewhere. I, I came here to serve my constituents and that should be the top priority for every member of Congress. And instead they're saying you won't get on this committee. You're not going to get um, this gavel and chairman of this. Uh, I, that is so frustrating because all of these um, uh, uh, members get strong armed. And unfortunately, some of them listen to them. And, but I think we're seeing already with the amount of Republicans who have come out against this legislation. Yes. Legislation, um, that there are people saying enough is enough. The debt is out of control. This is one of the greatest threats to our country is out of control federal spending and our national debt. And this is doing nothing um, to save that. And we have the same radical Democrat uh, policies still intact. And we aren't taking any of those out in this deal. How do people follow uh, Lauren Boebert in the next 48 hours? Uh, yeah, on Twitter, I'm at Lauren Boebert or at Rep Lauren Boebert. Um, and then Facebook, Lauren Boebert for Congress. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to get as much information out as possible. And and actually, another another great tip, um, these members who have come out and publicly stated that they're voting no, support them. Support them. Show, sh- retweet them and, and make sure your call, comments call, are there. Call their office and, and say, thank them. Um, very intense. Uh, thank you very much. You're a fighter. We're going to follow closely. We're going to go to your testimony when you're over at Rules. All right. Thank sounds good. Much. Thanks so much, Steve. Dr. Peter Navarro, give us your assessment right now. We're going to hold you through also the D-block. But tell us, give me your assessment of where we stand right now, sir. Steve, uh, everything Congressman Bober said is right. Everything Chip Roy saying, all that's right. But the, the buried lead here, Steve, is that the Biden-McCarthy Memorial Day surrender institutionalizes the biggest problem we're facing for the next 10 years, which is friggin' stagflation. I want to urge every member of Congress right now to read the piece today in the Washington Times I wrote. It's from the Substack. And it lays out exactly why we needed to hit two marks. McCarthy needed to hit two marks. He needed to reduce the spending, to cut the demand pull inflation, and he needed to reestablish our strategic energy dominance by rolling back all these constraints 
on our fossil fuels industry to deal with the cost push inflation. He didn't do either one of those. And that deal, Steve, that is the worst negotiation I've ever seen. I feared when he left everybody behind and decided to sit down with feckless Joe by himself in his tennis shoes. I mean, friggin', I'm no fashion plate, but that guy looked like a friggin' dork going in there who couldn't find the men's room in the West Wing. And he walked out of there with his pockets picked. Gee, I, I, it's just like, come on, brother. You, your hair's cold beautifully, you Kevin, th- but you don't know crap about anything. Okay, here's yeah. the question. I'm gonna ask Being you. Idiots. I don't want the I don't want the answer until we I don't want the answer yeah. until we come back after the break. But in doing this, they've taken this out of the national conversation because they add, they took off a cap, added a second year. It's uncapped for two years. I want Dr. Peter Navarro is going to tell me. Yeah. When President Trump returns in January 2025, what is going to be the smoking cinder, the smoking hole that is the American economy? We're going to take a short commercial break. Dr. Peter Navarro from Harvard University is going to join us on the other side to talk about this. This is uh, this is a fight. And I'm telling you, you're seeing some folks that would natural allies of Kevin McCarthy are coming up and saying not no, but hard no. Now, the cynics are saying, hey, he's just given enough out. He knows he has the votes. But those votes are Democrat votes. And he's going to have to be accountable for that. And the accountability is a Speaker of the House, a Republican Speaker of the House, following Nancy Pelosi's reign of terror, cannot govern with Democrats on massively important bills like that. It doesn't work that way. This is It doesn't wash, as they say in prep school. Okay, back with Dr. Peter, Mar- Peter Navarro in a moment. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name? That's home title theft, and it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate how criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature, stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home Title Lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign-up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. CEO of FlagShirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Trump versus DeSantis on taxes. In Congress, Ron DeSantis pushed a 23% national sales tax, where the middle class pays more. 90% of families would get a tax hike if DeSantis replaced the current system. President Trump cut taxes a lot, lowering tax rates for everyone. Trump cut taxes. DeSantis tried to raise them. Ron DeSantis, wrong on tax hikes. 
just not ready. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Okay, uh, welcome back. Uh, Kat Kamek has put out a tweet. She's a no. So and not just you have Gates and these, uh, the hardcore Trump people. You've got Kat Kamek. You have Byron Donalds. You got Michael Walls. You got Corey Mills. Hey, and you got some of the, those are some of the strong defense guys also. But hey, they're all no's. Those are four, you know, rising stars and known as kind of in the McCarthy camp. You got Wesley Hunt. These are some big names. I know this thing saying they're just because their districts are so red. They've got to do this. Hey, there's something going on here. Also, Matt Gates has been very kind of close to the vest on this quote. This is from CNN breaking. If a majority, this is a quote, if a majority of Republicans are against a piece of legislation and you use Democrats to pass it, that would immediately be a black letter violation of the deal we had with McCarthy and would likely trigger an immediate motion to vacate. Dr. Peter Navarro, by, by uncapping this deal and giving two years in January 2025, when you come back in as either senior economic advisor or over at Treasury, uh, you're going to have a smoking uh, hole as an economy, sir. Am I incorrect? No, you're exactly correct. See, this is this is the turning point. Um, the, I, every person needs to read this Washington Times article. Kevin McCarthy had a chance to make history. Instead, he's just another footnote to history. And what I mean by that is he he cut the typical uniparty deal, and it was a really bad negotiation because there's nothing in there. I think that the poster child in that was what Lauren Boebert mentioned, where it's like, hey, they're going to double the size of the IRS, and and McCarthy clawed back like two IRS agents. I mean, come on. But the big problem we're facing, Steve, is stagflation. I'm old enough to have gone through all... 12 years of that, you know, it started in 68, didn't end till a deep recession in 1981 in, that was triggered by Volcker just taking us into a horrible recession. And it was a series of political miscues all along the way by footnotes to history that took us through that. McCarthy, I mean, look, he's like the Boston Celtics now of politics. It's like, the Celtics fight back beautifully. Like McCarthy gets this really yes. strong deal that Russ vote, but basically engineered that would have solved at least some of the stagflation problem because it had uh, hang, a hang way on. to reduce the spending uh, yeah, and deal with the strategic hang, hang on. I want to talk to, to, I want but, to talk to something. For, yeah. I want to talk to something very close to your heart. Uh, Kat yeah. Kamek on hers has said uh, since she worked on the Reigns Act, she said this whole thing with the uh, with the with the on the EOs uh, is all ephemeral. It's all a joke. The OMB can come in at any time and back his EO with the thing. That's over a trillion dollars in the CBO. How big a deal is that? Because you worked on that with the, the Reigns Act was was a big deal with his regulatory reform. Kat Kamek's on to something here, and she's saying, hey, I'm a no because this thing's a joke. Peter Navarro. Well, I can tell you that there were all sorts of shenanigans constantly being played. In, in the words of the infamous Deborah Burke, there's workarounds that the deep administrative state uses basically to thwart the will of the American people. See, this deal effectively is a blank check. I mean, look, it was a stupid deal for McCarthy to cut, but I also think it was selfish. This needs to be put out on the table. Biden didn't want this thing to come up again 
in an election. He didn't want yes. to have to be responsible for that, right? But McCarthy didn't either. It's a threat to his leadership, just like it is right yes. now. He didn't want that battle, and, and, so and, he and, caved and, on that. And, it's yeah. it's just just so. I mean, if we want to take back the House and the Senate, yeah, it's just. Uh, Steve, I, I can't tell you. You you were in business school. You went through the, a course where they had the negotiating box, two people on either side of the table. Okay. And the place you wound up in the box that was based on your relative bargaining power, McCarthy should have got everything that Russ Vogt had because he okay. was holding all the cards. And he got nothing. Nothing. And the okay, American over, people are going to get screwed. Yep. Hang over a second. This is, uh, this is Mary Miller. I will vote no on increasing the debt on our children and grandchildren by $4 trillion because this deal does not contain anywhere near the cuts and policy changes we need in order to stop Joe Biden's yes. war on the American people. That's Mary Miller, Illinois. Peter, how did your article is amazing. You lay it all out. How do people get to all your writings? How are they following you on social media, brother? Steve, it's all about the Substack, PeterNavarro.substack.com, PeterNavarro.substack.com. The Washington Times is, is, is doing a great uh, job in terms of putting once a week my, my best Substack of the week up. This one is a, about why McCarthy surrender, or sacrilege on Memorial Day weekend, a surrender is mm, going to mm, institutionalize mm. stakeflation for the next 10 years. And that's all on Kevin McCarthy. So, Peter Navarro.substack.com. Brother, you keep doing what you're doing. Okay. We got to get that well over a hundred Republicans to just say yeah, no on got, this. And that that's gonna trigger what Matt Gates rose when he's <laughs> he's he's yeah. playing this like a chess master because he didn't immediately jump to that. He's just laying out the yeah. scenario. <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt Gates is the master. He he's the master yes. strategist. I even yes. tip my head to him. Uh w- one last thing. This whole two sure. year uncapped. It's going to cause a major economic downturn. we got to stop it. Peter Navarro, uh, honored to have you on here, brother. I know you're fighting the good fight every second of every day. Admiral, Thank you, you are, very much. You are, official, you are officially going to the mattresses on this, and you are in the trenches. And uh, <laughs> this is like in the South China Sea with a thousand Chinese missiles pointing at you. Uh, oh, man. <clears throat> we have just begun to fight, hey, brother, brother. Thank you. We've only just begun to fight. John Paul Jones. Okay, folks, uh, stick around. we got another hour. It's going to be intense. We're going to go to the Rules Committee. We are going to be all over this. Matt Gates, the master chess master. The chess master. By the way, his, his ratings last night on Newsmax topped CNN. Chris Reddy, don't be making an offer to Gates. We need him exactly where he is. Maybe a future speaker. You never know. Maybe uh, Chip Roy. Maybe a combo platter short commercial break. We're going to be back in a moment. The second hour of the War Room on fire. See you in a minute. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. 
Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 